thinking all kinds of things about three different ways right now. And but we're gonna land, we're gonna take off and land in the right spot, amen. But I'm going by three different directions, and we're gonna see how the Lord does it. Uh, but I'm telling you, the Lord spoke something to me uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think it was, I don't know, I'm not sure if I wrote that one down, but uh, but he spoke something to me that that you need to grab hold of. I'm going to go ahead and skip ahead to it because it's down in the middle of part of what I'm going to talk about. But we're going to speed ahead to it. Uh, let's look at St. Luke chapter 10, uh, verses 1 through 3, 21 through 24. We're going to get to that paper, that outline here in a little bit. Uh, this is not on there, uh, but we're going to start right here. Because there's something you need to see. I'm excited, and I want you to see it with me. Uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 3, and then 21 through 24. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also. It's talking about Jesus, and when he had, he had more than 12 disciples. Jesus had many disciples, but he had 12 main disciples. At this point, he now has appointed 70 more that became his disciples. So when Jesus went places, he didn't just go by himself. And he didn't just go with 12 others. He had 70 at this point, and then he also had many others that followed him and ministered to him. Jesus traveled in large companies. And, and so I didn't always see that, but Jesus traveled in large companies. And so here he is right here, and he said, okay, after these things the Lord appointed other 70 also. And he sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whether he himself would come. Therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into, the, into his harvest. Go your ways. Behold, I send you forth as lambs among wolves. Huh. Verses 21 through 24. In that hour, Jesus rejoices when they went out and they did what he told them to do. They came back with different reports, many reports. So in that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, so it seemed good in thy sight. They did saw miracles, they saw signs, they saw wonders uh, that God did through them. And so, uh, all things are delivered to me of my Father. And no man knoweth who the Son is but the Father. And who the Father is but the Son, and to whom, and, and he to whom the Son will reveal him. Hmm. And to he to whom the Son will reveal him. And he turned him unto his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. And uh, you may say, what does that have to do with what we're doing today? I'm going to tell you that God is still revealing himself to us today. 
And so here's the statement I want, to, want you to write down. If you if you write it down, if you have a great memory, memorize it. The Lord, the Holy Spirit, is, is speaking to us in this manner. Here we go. And there's three things he's, he's important to us. And you'll see it in those scriptures. Number one is to hear what you have not heard. You are going to hear what you have not heard. As you listen to the Holy Spirit, as you listen, follow Him, and you, you yield yourselves to God, the Holy Spirit is going to speak things to you that you haven't even heard of. So, number one is to hear what you have not heard. Point number two is to see what you have not seen. That's the Holy Spirit's job. To reveal Jesus to us, to reveal the truth to us in ways we have not seen it before. I don't know, when you look into the Word, I look to the Word now, the Blackburn, I see, I've I read these scriptures before. I've read the Gospels before. You've read the Gospels before. you were read the Word of God before. But boy, are your eyes opened up a little bit better now. Are you seeing things you have, you have not seen? Are you hearing things that you have not heard? Point number three is to do what you have not done. To do what you have not done. Number one, hear what you have not heard, see what you have not seen, and to do what you have not done. That's why I say don't count me out because there's still too much for me to do. Because there's some things I haven't even heard yet. And, and when we say heard, that means you haven't even understood them yet. I've read over some scriptures, man, that I didn't even see there was, there was truth in there that God wanted me to see. I didn't know that one word can change your life. Come on now. It's just by adding one, uh, what's that called? Alphabet. Is that right? Letter. Thank you very much. <laughs> adding one letter to a word or subtracting one letter from a word makes a huge difference. Because I'm saying, I'm not saying you're not adding a subtraction to the word. I'm talking because maybe I learned it as a singular, but it's a plural. Or I learned it as a plural, but it's really singular. It's that, 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 it's, it's that precise that it will make the world a difference. That God, so he's still revealing to you, showing you things you have not even seen yet. When the 70 went out, man, they saw things they did not see. They saw Jesus doing the work. They saw, the, they, they saw people being healed. They saw them being ministered to by Jesus. Jesus doing the work. They saw him doing the work. But then he said, I'm sending you out. And they went out two by two. And they began to do They said, wait a minute. We haven't seen this before. Not in us. Not through us. We've seen it through Jesus. But you mean tell me you, go, you can do this through me? I can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Are you serious? To see what you have not seen. To hear what you have not heard. I did not always understand the Word of God. I didn't always, you know, some of those scriptures you want to kind of just go over. Like, oh, man, I don't know what that means. <laughs> fast forward. You know, fast forward. But, you know, I'm here to tell you, one of the things I've learned that's really blessed me about the Word of God, I do not overlook the Word of God. When I say those words, I don't, I don't go over them. And so, you know, that's just some people do. It's okay. But I learned I'm not passing that over. So one of the things, I, one of the sections I don't pass over is when it starts talking about lineage. And it starts talking about genealogies and names. It starts, I can't pronounce probably a third of them properly, Marco. Uh, uh, properly, I probably can only pronounce a third of them. 
but I'm going to read them. I'm just talking about me. It's how I do it. I'm reading them, and I'm giving it my best because that person had a life. If they didn't count, why are they in there? There's a connection that God had for them. I'm just saying this is how I see it. So I'm, I'm, I'm seeing things I have not. I'm under. I'm, I'm like, what? I didn't know this person was connected to this person. Are you serious? Hey, that's how we got from there to, hey, how do you get from A to Z? You got to have some B through what? Y, right? Some B through Y. <laughs> you got to have some B through Y if you got to get from A to Z. Hey, man, I'm somewhere in there. I don't want someone to pass me by. Come on. When you go to the cemetery and you see headstones, that's, some, so, that's someone's life. Someone was here. Someone existed. Someone had a purpose, a destiny. And I don't know if they reached it or not. Unfortunately, many don't. But that they count. And then to do what I have not done. Man, I'm here to tell you, I'm believing God to do some things. I, I, ooh, are you serious? To do some things that we have not done. That's why even the Holland Happening Parade, hey, we, we, take, we said out of the box this year. The Lord gave us out of the box. Get out of the box. Do what you have not done. Go and see what you have not seen. Hear what you have not heard. Declare what you have not declared yet. We out of the box and we're taking it to the city. We're taking Jesus to the city in a greater measure. We're not the only ones doing it, but this is our time to go out at like 70. We're sending us forth. I didn't know that I was the Lord going to tie it in. That's just him. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even in notes right now. Mar uh, uh, work with Rodney. I'm not even in. I'm about to call you Marco, too. Marco's there, and Marco's over there. Uh, let me get it right. Rodney over there. Uh, so to get out of the box. And do what he's called us to do. Each one of us has a part to play in that. So God is helping us today. Don't, don't sit at home and do nothing. Don't just go to the parade and just enjoy it. You know, understand if you, your health or something like that, got you, got you covered. Hey, because you probably already done a lot already that we haven't even done yet uh, through the years. But praise God, those of us who have the ability and the strength, Let's get on up and let's go. It's time to do some things we have not done. It's time to go pray for some. Who but knows how many people are going to be needing prayer at that moment. You are the vessel that he's using at that moment. That's you. That's me. I'm saying, God, use me. Because remember, some plant, some water, but God gets the increase, brings the increase. So I know, I know we love God. I know that we love God. I know that we know God. But you know what? It's time to say, God, use me. Use me in a greater measure than you ever have before. And I'm so excited about it. I'm part of the open-air preaching team. I was a little nervous. Man, I was, I'm not lying. I was, I was a bit nervous. I don't lie about it. But you know what? As I've been thinking about it more, praying about it more, I'm excited. The prayer team, I know they're ex getting excited. Elder Kim's a part of that. She's excited. Come on. Our distributors, those who are distributing resources. I don't know if there's anyone here. Hey, there they go. Two of them right there. Three of them. They're excited to hand out. You're not just going to be here to take this. No, God has given you an open door 
to, to, to be able to minister to someone. We are ministers. We are available to him. I'm missing one. What am I missing? Oh, the flash uh, singing. The flash singing. Come on. Come on. Have expectancy that as we're going out and proclaiming his name, people want to. Remember the scripture says that the harvest truly is what? It's plentiful. It's full. It's ready. It's ripe. He just need. he said, do this though. See, that's why I say, do what you have not done. He said, pray for who? Did he say pray for the harvest? He didn't say pray for the harvest. The harvest is ready. Pray for the laborers that we will go forth into the harvest and be that sickle. Come on, be that sickle. Be that sickle that's bringing in that harvest. Souls that belong to God. Are you with me? So I'm, I'm telling you, y'all, let's get, let's get off the comfort zone. Come on, the comfortable chair has been comfortable way too long. It's time to get out of the box and get into the harvest field and declare the glory of God. And here's the thing about it. He's not telling you to go do it by yourself, Lehani. He said, I got 70. Come on, and we're going to send them out. And I'm going to tell you, they made an impact. Them 70, they went two by two. I had to look in the Scriptures and be reminded that's why when Jesus went anywhere, they already knew he was coming. They knew who he was. They said they knew what he can do. That's why they'd be crying out, oh, there's Jesus. Hey, that's that Jesus they were talking about. He, Jesus hadn't even got to the city yet because he sent two there, and he sent two there, and they went and prepared the way of the Lord. Are you following me? Jesus didn't make all those cities first before he came into town. No, other people went before him. And they begin to, to, to do the work of God, begin to pray, begin to seek God. Come on, to make ready for when Jesus came into that city. Hallelujah. I'm going to jump ahead again. You need to look at John chapter 3. Come on, John chapter 3. And uh, for our elders, we're reading that this, uh, today. That was today's reading. Man, God knows what we need. And uh, you need to see something. You, ears wide open. You, you, you see, I mean, ears wide open. You need to see something. See something. Ears wide open. <laughs> you need to, to, eyes wide open. Amen. And hear something. Amen. Ears wide open. Praise God. I get excited. I said, don't count me out. I'm, I'm talking about that. Man, God was counted out. No, don't mess with me. I was counted out. When I say to man, I understand that. I was counted out. I was the, the, the least of the, the ones expected to do what I'm doing right now. Are you serious? Now, I'll, okay, let me read this. I'm, I'm going to come back to that because I, I might get too excited, get a little distracted. Get back here. All right, John chapter 3. Not intentionally, intentionally, but I was, I was counted out. Uh-huh. Uh, verse 30, uh, 30 and 31. This is John the Baptist speaking, and I was so, uh, so excited about that today because, wow, John had been baptizing for a while now, and he was had an assignment. And this goes with destiny, what you're looking at in front of your, uh, on your paper. John the Baptist had a destiny. He had a purpose. He had a reason for existence. And he was baptizing, but he knew what his purpose was. He said, I'm not the one. I'm just doing my job. I'm doing my part. Uh, but when the other one comes, there's someone mightier than me is on the way. When he shows up, Man, he's going to baptize you not just with water, but he's going to baptize you with spirit. So John said, I'm just doing my part. 
So at this point, I'm just kind of giving you a summary so you, I can read these scriptures, what it make sense to you as you read those other scriptures preceding it. Uh, so John, John's disciples are seeing Jesus. Man, it was so funny because I, I really, I, I missed that. John's disciples saw Jesus baptizing. Wow. John's disciples saw Jesus baptizing. And then they went to John, because John was the one who was the predominant baptizer at the, at the moment, and said, John, there's someone else baptizing over there. They were, they were thinking that this man was doing something wrong. John, this is wrong. Hey, you're the baptizer. Why is he over there? They didn't know who he was yet. Why is he over there baptizing? They were talking about Jesus. Look at the scriptures before. You can check it out right there. John said, uh, you're talking about Jesus. And so let me read you this verse 30. He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. And what he has seen and heard, that he testifieth. And no man receiveth his testimony. It goes on, it goes on, it goes on. John said, I've got to, I mean, and I like this because even the proper order of what John said. Because a lot of people, and, and I've said it, and I hear it here quite a bit. A lot of people will say, I must decrease. He must increase. That's not how the scripture says That, that might break something. That might really that might really stretch your mind right there. The scripture says what? Oh, wait a minute. He must what? And then I must what? Huh? So a lot of people sometimes are, are focused on the decrease, the personal decrease, and I think it's where people miss it. What I need to do? I need to, you know, I need. And I know the Bible says humble yourself. It does. So. It doesn't get it out of context, but the, the, the focus is, is the increase of God. When, when I'm exalting his name, what happens to me? I'm all, hey, I'm, I'm on the, de- I'm in the right, I've got it in the right order. I'm going to decrease. If I'm lifting up the name of Jesus, what's happened to my name? You, you decreasing. But a lot of people are trying to focus on, I need to decrease. No, I need to get it right. Let, come on, let me get things straight. No, he said, come on, just let me increase, and I'll take care of that. It will fall into place automatically. You are going to humble yourself. You know, he, Jesus said, if I be lifted, what? That he will do the drawing. He didn't say, humble yourself. He didn't say, you know, he didn't say, come on, get lower, get lower, and lift me up. No, he said, start right there. Start, that's the starting point. Lift me up. And won't you, won't you decrease already? You will, you will be in the decrease. And so I was thinking about that. I said, man, that, that order got to be right because sometimes and I think folks get, they just kind of miss it. And now they're thinking, I've got to do something. I've got, no, lift him up. That's my job. Lift him up. Everything else will fall into place. That's when I'm going. Anybody ever been through something before? Come on. Anybody have one, one little thing you've been through? At least one. All right, some of y'all probably, you know, a list of about 100. You got a top 100. I don't know if I have a top 100. I don't know how many I have on the list these days. But I do know that every situation 
I just know how to praise God. I don't care what's happening. I'm not playing with you. I'm not making this. I live this way. I just know how to praise God. Because I've got some scriptures backing up saying that all things, although this, this don't feel good right now, it'll will it? I know that all things are working together for my good. Come on. I know it's going to turn around, Lehani. I, I have that assurance going in to the battle. When I'm faced with it, I already know what. Man, you got to get. You already know the outcome. If you glorify God, the outcome is already predetermined. You don't have to figure out what's going to happen on the way. It's already predetermined what's going to happen. I glorify God, He will be glorified. Come on, He will. If I lift Him up, He's going to make His name famous. Come on, if I put my trust in Him, He's going to come through. Wow. So you got to learn how to be a rejoicing person. Have a, have a rejoicing attitude. Stuff comes your way. I'm telling you, you're going to get hit sometimes. And, and sometimes from stuff you don't expect. Now, normally that's getting hit because you don't expect it, right? You get, well, what do you do? What would you say? Come on, thank God in the midst of it. I know somebody, man, how do you do that? How do you do? I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it is. You have to learn how to, I mean, you got to deal with it. Yeah, you got to work through it. It's going to hurt. It's going to be some pain. Yeah, got it. Not, not eliminating that at all. It's going to be some hurt, some pain, some confusion. You don't know. You, got, you have questions. But I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to stay there too long. I, I'm not, uh-uh, God, come on, come on. God, you, you're too good. I've seen you do it before. If he did it before, mm-hmm, I like that song. He'll do it again. What? Same God right now. When? Same God back then. Come on. Man, I, that's, that's a testimony for me. That gives me strength when I'm going through. That already gives me what? He, Elder Willie. I'm sorry, I got to use Elder Willie. He's my hangout partner these days uh, at the prison. And uh, at the Red Sea. Come on. I've got proof in the Bible that God parted the Red Sea. 1.5 million or so people uh, walked on dry land. Come on. I've got scriptures that 4,000 at one setting, 5,000 at another setting were fed with a few fish and a few loaves of bread. Come on. I've got some proof of that. So you see what I'm saying? You've got to hear something. Some of you right now, you're hearing what you have not heard. You probably heard it with your audible ears, but you haven't heard it in your inner man yet. It hasn't, it hasn't hit the target yet. Faith comes by what? Mm-hmm. And hearing by what? Mm-hmm. Hearing by the Word of God. Depending on what you hear is what you're going to believe. That's why it qualifies faith. It's God's faith is what is qualifying. And hearing, in other words, God's faith by hearing the Word of God. But what you hear, you have faith in what you hear. You say, what do you believe? What are you talking about? Weather report. If you hear it, you probably believe it. They say, they say rainy tomorrow, you get the umbrella ready. I mean, pouring down torrential rain, you're getting the, the what those things called? Galoshes. Are those, those things you put on? Galoshes? Is that what those are? Rain boots? Come on. You say, does the guy even have an education? I had to have an education, y'all. <laughs> I have an education. Uh... 
I get so excited, though, sometimes I don't even know I'm trying to say cat because I'm so excited and I'm thinking five thoughts down the road. I'm trying to narrow my thoughts. Uh, so you believe the report because that's what you heard. You can believe, you can believe, you can, you can, how do I say that? You can believe negatively based on what you hear. That's why it says hearing by the word of God. We want you to have God kind of faith. We don't want to have you man kind of faith. We don't want to have you have faith in the world. We want you to have faith in God. So you got to hear the words of God in order to have faith in God. Does that make sense? So he qualifies what you need to hear. Hmm. All right. Let's see if I can get somewhere else. Praise the Lord. So here we are. You have these papers in front of you. Uh, I'm excited. You've got to know your lane, right? What has God called you to do? John said, I've been called to prepare the way of the Lord. I'm not the Christ. I told you who it was. And when you look in Mark, look at Mark's gospel. I told you, there he is. That's him right there. He is the Christ. Uh, I'm not him. My job is to prepare the way for his coming. Come on. That's my job. He met his job. He had a destiny that was given by God. And he fulfilled it. Now let's look at your papers right there. This is, when I say you've got to know your lane, you've got to know your calling, he was called to do that. I know one of the things God puts in my heart is purpose and destiny. Who in the world are you? What are you here to do? What does God want? What is God putting in you? He put in each and every one of us things to do for Him. Come on, he, he, everything is already in us that needs to be there. I need to come into contact with that. I need to. I need to realize. It. I need to come into an understanding that there's some fullness of God already in me. Some people don't tap into that God. That God that God ability that's, that's in them already. It doesn't just come into you. We're going to see in Scripture, you don't just all, just all of a sudden you get it through a service. Uh-uh. You get it before you even hit the womb. Huh. All right. We're going to see that. All right. Well, let's look at it right now. All right. How about that? Jeremiah chapter 1. One of my favorite right there, boy. Jeremiah chapter 1. Let's look at that verse 3. See what we come up with. Uh-huh. See what's in the Word. We're going to hear some things we haven't heard before. We're going to see some things we haven't seen before. And all those, those two working together is going to cause us to do some things that we haven't done before. Chapter 1 and verse, uh, verse 4. Then the Word of the Lord came unto me. Talking about Jeremiah. He's a young fellow. He's, he's, he's still a lad. He's still working his way. He's not even, he's not even a teenager at this point. He's still a young fella. Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee, where? I did what? Ah, uh, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I did what? And I did what? To do what? Where? And in what manner? To whom? To the nations. And then, verse 6, to show you he was young, I said, I, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a what? How in the world, and I, some translation I was reading, he's about eight years old or so. So I'm eight, ten years old. How can I speak, and I'm just a child? 
Who in the world is going to hear me as a child? Then it goes on to one of my favorite verses later on there. And uh, 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 the Lord tells them, don't be afraid of their faces. For I am with thee to to deliver thee, saith the Lord of hosts. I learned that in my young walk in Christ. I learned that scripture. And that's been a, a foundation for me. Don't be afraid of their faces. Look them right now and say what God says. Come on. For I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord of hosts. When other folks say, man, I wish he'd shut up. I wish he, you know, come on. Go learn how to talk or something. I don't know. Hey, I'm with you to deliver you. So I'll talk to anybody and tell them the word. Because I've learned that God has helped me to understand that. He's, he's, he's put it in you. He didn't just put it in you when you came to church. He didn't just put it in you when you said yes to Christ. It's already in you. You have got to come into agreement with it, with the gift and the calling of God over your life. See what I'm saying? Already in there. There's a seed of God already in us, ready to begin to produce, produce fruit, begin to mature and begin to develop and begin to become who I am in God. How many people in here right now know who you are? I mean, know what you call to do, and you're doing it. You're doing it exactly. Amen. Come on. Yes, ma'am. Uh, and thank you for those who raised your hand. You know the lane you're supposed to be in. You know he, Jeremiah knew it, but he was told specifically. I'm calling you. You're going to be a prophet. And you know, I like this because I kind of missed this before. And you're going to be a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah was, was preaching. He was called to prophesy to the children of Israel in the time that they were in captivity. But not only was he prophesying to, to, to the children of Israel, but the nations that they were in captivity to. He was prophesying to them too. So he was doing exactly what God had said. He was, he was prophesying to the nations. And if you begin to read that scripture, I mean that chapter, that book, you're going to find out that he was speaking to many nations. The Lord was revealing to him and speaking through him his divine will, what would happen, and it came to pass exactly how God said it would. So he knows what's inside of us. Let's look at this right here. This is, this is one of the lanes that I, I, I know that God's called me to, purpose and destiny. Uh, I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know what my destiny was, uh, per se. And, and today, I just want to introduce to you some of this, you have to take it home. You have to work on it. I'm not even going to try to go through all of it. I'm going to just introduce it to you. If you would take it and use it for a tool that it was it's given to you for, if you would complete the assignment, I promise you at the end, you will see your destiny more clearly. I'm not, my purpose is not to tell you what it is, but I don't know. I don't know. Unless the Lord reveals to me, I don't know. And I'm not sitting, you know, spending hours trying to pray, Lord, what's the will that you have for, for Brother Willie? What's the will that you have for Michelle? No, I'm going to point you in the right direction. I am not he, but I'm one of those who sent forth to prepare the way, get you going in the right direction. And I'm here to tell you, if you do it, I've done it. If you do it, you will find yourself like, what? I didn't know that's what you were doing to me. All that time, God, that's what you were doing. Oh, I'm doing this now because you were preparing me. Are you serious? And now there's more for me to do. God, can you still prepare me? I haven't seen it all yet. Are you serious? I know one of the things I've been called to do, and I'm not doing it yet, but I'm sure looking forward to it, is going other places, traveling throughout the world. 
preaching the Word of God, teaching and inspiring others. I haven't done that yet. I do it where, where God sends me, but I haven't done it to the full. That's what I'm talking about. Do you know your, and are you doing it? I'm not doing it to the fullness yet. But boy, there's more to come. This is all still preparation. Are you following me? This is development. And we're going to go out and do exactly at the end of the, row, end of the day, I want to have done what he called me to do. That makes sense to you. Jesus said, I have finished the work in John chapter 17. I've finished the work you gave me to do so it can be done. Amen. All right. So, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, you know this one pretty well, for I know the thoughts and the plans that I have towards you. I'm thinking good things about you, good and not evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope, to bring you to an expected end. And so I was sitting in 2002, I was sitting right over there in that area where uh, Elder Willie and Chantel, our, our chairs used to be over there, and I was sitting there one service, has it right there, 2002, and I was sitting there in service, and the Holy Spirit said to me, do you know what destiny is? I said, what? Hear what you have not heard. Have anyone been like that before? You've been, whether it's in church or whether it's home, your study, on your job, and you, excuse me, heard the Holy Spirit speak something specifically to you, ask you a question or, or speak to you? Divinely, just speak. You're like, whoa, who was that? Where? It's so clear. Man, I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I said, whoa. And he said, this is what it is. And I began to write. I, began to, I had this. I had this. No, I had this. So I was writing it down. Writing it down. I have a book. It's in a booklet. I was writing it down. I said, wow, are you serious? Just right there in a service, the Lord gave me the, the basics of this, the foundation of this, and I haven't forgotten it since then. And I talk about it whenever God leads me to talk about it. But our, our destiny, listen about this here. What is destiny? And he said, do you know what destiny is? I said, huh. So I need you to write this down. You ready? All right. Destiny is a determined, D is for determined, determined. Man, we're in class today. Praise the Lord. Look at us in class. Amen. E is for end, E-N-D, end. The S, two-letter word, so, S-O. Uh, the T is for true. The I, two-letter word, it. O is only, that's kind of an addition that kind of completes the, the thought. O is for only. The N is needs. I'll go over again. N, that's the answer. Needs. And the Y, what could that be? You got it. You. A determined end. So true. It only needs you. you. You see, I can remember that pretty easy, huh? Because I just, I just, I wasn't, I didn't make it up. I didn't have to. I wonder what the D could stand for. Oh, I wonder how I could rhyme that. I wonder what the T. You know, make it cool. Well, none of that. And when I read it, I'm like, Are you serious? That even makes man. a determined end. So true. It only needs you. I said, wait a minute. How in the world could that happen? It's sitting right there, Tiffany. It blessed me.
So what does that mean to you? And, and those, the, those, uh, the next letters there, if I don't want to spend so much time there, but it's defining, so you can do that on your own. Those are definitions you're going to use for each one of those words. What does the word determined mean? Okay? So you're going to go look it up, and you're going to write it out what determined means. Look it up and write it out. What does uh, end mean? And write it out. What does the word so mean? You better, so be it. That, that, that two-letter word, so, man, God's, oh, oh, there we go. I'm going to give it away. <laughs> John 3, 16. God, whoa, what did that word so do? It took it to another level. It took it to a level that no one had ever been before. God so loved the world that he did something that no one had ever done before. Gave his only begotten son. Abraham came close, but even God said, oh, no, there's a ram in the bush. I don't want you to do that yet. But I do want to, I'm just, I'm thankful. I want to see your obedience. You're willing. But I'm going to go all the way with mine now. Huh. So that word so, two-letter word, takes it to a whole nother level. A determined end. So, that means you better count on it. You better look for it. So true. It talking about your destiny, in order to reach it, in order to fulfill it, in order to walk it out, it only needs who? Woo, wait, 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 wait. So it, look, at, look at Jeremiah again. Think about it from Jeremiah again, chapter 1. God said to Jeremiah, come on, before uh, uh, you were placed in your mother's womb, I already knew you. already called you, already or, or ordained you. I established who you are. What you're going to do, I establish purpose and destiny all over your life. All I need you to do is do what? Follow through. What did, what did he say, though? He had to deal with him because Jeremiah, his, his, his first response was what? I am only a child. And the Lord had to help him understand that. Don't be afraid of their faces. So even in his response, he told Moses to go be the, deli uh, the deliverer of Israel, right? What did Moses say? I can't do it because I, I stutter. What did God say? I'm going to send Aaron along with you, and he's going to speak on your behalf. Are you serious? So what he's saying, this is, the, this is what I have for you. This is how I want to use you. I just need you to do your part. I'm going to do all this other. I'm, 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 I already have it in you. I'm going to reveal it to you. I'm going to, I'm going to build you up. I'm going, to, I'm going to increase your faith. I'm going to do all that. I need you to get in position. Huh. I just need you to get in position. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it through you. I just need you to get to the place where you need to be so I can begin to do it. Oh, praise the Lord. All right. So you look at the rest of that. So true. It only needs you. It needs my participation, my involvement. Four areas, major areas here that your destiny is affected by. It blessed me. I'm telling you, this is what the Lord's revealing. I'm like, man, I'm in a church service. I'm, I'm, I'm in, Elder Kim, I'm in church service. I'm listening to the word that's being preached, and I got another word happening at the same time. How in the world am I doing that? I'm hearing this, and I'm saying amen, and then all of a sudden I'm writing. How am I doing that? I don't, I don't even know how I did it, to be honest with you. But I know that I was paying attention to both. And, come on, hearing. Come on now. Thank you, Elder Kim. Amen. So when I go preaching and teaching, I'm taking another Kim. Amen. She, she can interpret. She can interpret. 
what I did not see and understand. I, I appreciate that. That's good. I can, I'm going to use that. Uh, so four major areas are affected. Your destiny is impacted by it. You ready for number one? It's, it's people. People affect your destiny. People. Second one is places. Let me know if I need to repeat or not. If I go too fast, just raise your hand. Try not to go too fast. People, places, y'all ready for this next one? Seasons. Oh, seasons have something to do with my destiny? Mm-hmm, it does. Seasons. And the last one is decisions. Uh-huh. Decisions. Decisions. People, places, seasons. Decisions. Those are four. Now, they're not the only ones. You're just the ones the Lord gave me. Four major areas that affect your destiny. And what I, what I did here, the first person I studied in the Bible through this study uh, was Esther. Queen Esther. And I, I, I lined it out. I've got, I lined it out. And I'm like, what? She, her destiny was affected by people. It was affected by places. It was affected by seasons, and it was affected by decisions. And I'm going to get to the end here. I'm going to use her as a reference about a, a certain statement that went along with these people's destinies that you could see how God was using them. And so I could take what, what blessed me with this. It's a model. It's a tool that you can, you can use this on any biblical character you want to study. And you will see them reaching their destiny through these steps right here. I think about Joseph. Was Joseph affected by people? Woo, you better know it. Was he affected by places? Uh-huh, where some of the places that he, where he was? Come on, just name me some places. Huh? In the palace, yeah. In the prison, come on. In the pit, whoever said that? Huh? In Egypt, come on. Places were a part of defining who he was. It was a place of him reaching his destiny. Are you following me right there? Joseph had to go through what he went through. He had to experience what he experienced because you get to the end of the story and you see he reached his destiny. What? Come on now. There were seasons, right? Uh, the time in the prison. Uh-huh. Working with these fellas. Uh-huh. The, the, the cupbearer and the baker. Uh, they supposed to remember him, right? Uh-huh. They supposed to say a good word for him, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So sometimes you're going to be in some seasons that are not favorable. But it's okay because God has you. Now, I like the word because God, you know, God is smart. You just got to tune in. So I'm hearing some things I haven't heard before, right? I, I, just, I said seasons. Oh, what does that already tell you? What does season, the word seasons tell you? What does it tell you? Huh? They change. They come and go. What else? Huh? It don't last forever. I what are you? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So to hear what you have not heard. Some people get into a season and they forget that it's called a what? Because they haven't heard it in the way that it's, it's supposed to be understood. It's supposed to be understood as a season. It's not the rest of your life. Hey, it's not the rest of your life. This is a season. 
So you've got to identify for what it is, and you've got to work on through it and believe God, because you know there's another season coming. Come on. When it's cold and wintry, you, you, what do you keep looking forward to? Come on, once you had enough cold and wintry. You're looking for a spring. looking forward for spring. Come on, summer are going to come too, but you look, you give me some spring, man. Let me, let me see something else. Let me see signs of life again, and then bring on that summer, man. But then the summer gets going too long, and what happens? Man, can it cool off? Come on, fall. Hurry up, fall. And then, and, and then you say, man, I can't wait till I go to the mountains again. When winter coming again? You know, so all, it's called seasons for a reason, man. But because a person hasn't heard that before, they get caught in the season and forget that this too shall pass. This too is going to pass. I, I, have to, I have to build up my endurance. God, you will keep me in the season. If I think about uh, Brother Daniel in the lion's den, he was only there for a season. And it was a short season too, right? The three Hebrew boys, his partners, his friends, they were in the fiery furnace. That furnace didn't last forever. It was only for a short season. But while they were in it, they found a way to do what? Praise the Lord. And, oh, what happened right there? Did you just hear something? Did anyone just hear something? You, you just heard something. That's what I'm saying. The, word, the Holy Spirit's helping us. You're going to hear things you haven't heard before. You'll catch those words that you haven't. Someone heard the key. Praise. In the midst of it, you're going to praise. And, and, and in your praise, guess what, Tisha? Your praise will get you out. A lot faster than mourning and sadness and, 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 and complaining and, hello, 40 years in the desert, complaining. And if they would have been rejoicing and they'd been trusting God, they'd have been out of that desert already. Man, they would have been already possessing the land. They would have been in, they had already been in the land that's flowing milk and honey instead of losing a whole generation of people because of complaining. They didn't understand seasons. They, they had not heard seasons in the way it was meant to do. It was meant, it was meant to be. Does that make sense to you? And then those decisions, man, woo-hoo. Uh, Joseph had some good decisions. Boy, he knew how to get up out of there when the heat got going. Uh-huh. Yeah, when she got hot. Right. Uh-huh. When she got hot, he knew how to run. He made the right decision. I'm out of here. You know, and then when he gets to the palace, he's saving up. He's storing up in the, in the time of famine. He's already, I mean, he's, famine's not there yet, but he's just storing up extra already. Each year, bringing in more in the harvest, bringing in more. God's speaking to him. He's doing some things that had not been done. People weren't doing that as, as often as they needed to. He did it for a whole, he did it so much that it blessed not just Egypt, but it blessed all the nations that were around Egypt. So when famine came, he had more than enough. To feed nations. Are you following? Nations were fed because he made right decisions. You can look at any biblical character, take them through this model, and you're going to find the end of their story. You can take John the Baptist, and you can see he had some, all those applied, all those applied, all those applied. But he did what he was called to do. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. He did it. And he did it well. You can look at Apostle Paul. Any, any character you want to take. You can look at Ruth. You can take them all. But you have to study it through a little bit, do some reading, excuse me, and you will find that they did the will of God. And in the end, 
they fulfilled their destiny. Some were able to, you know, be around for a long time. Some were around for a short amount of time. Now, Brother Job, I think he can fit in all those categories right there. Come on. So as you look at it, you know, I'm not going to read all this because you can read better than I can. Do it. Check it out. Test it for yourself. I've written it out. There are people that you come in contact with, whether good or bad, that affect your destiny. Some folks I like, some folks I didn't like. Some, some, some good experiences, Christiana, some horrible experiences. Even those who mean your harm, guess what? That turns into a good situation. I remember my uh, 12th grade English teacher, I was moved up to another level of English. Thank God for the one I was with, but she knew I needed to be at another level, needed to be challenged a little bit. So she uh, talked to the counselor, moved me up to a higher level. Uh, I went in there. I was working. Here's, here's my schedule. I was I was full-time student in high school. I was I was working um, at Wendy's. Andrew, Wendy's. I feel like Wendy's today. Uh, working at Wendy's from about six to, to midnight, so I would close. Uh, and I was playing basketball. Uh, on the all those things happened. And 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 here's we lived out of the school district, so I didn't I didn't have a school bus to get on to to go to school. So I had to walk a mile. One direction, one mile down to the city bus stop, get on the bus, transfer downtown, I mean get downtown, transfer, get it right out to my school. A lot of times I got there late, maybe 8.05, the school may say it started at 8 o'clock, I get there 8.05, 8.10. I did that for, for several weeks, several weeks, probably close to two months doing that schedule. Uh, teacher moved me up. I got into that class, I was so tired that I, could, I couldn't even stay awake in class. I was whipped. Uh, she told me, she didn't know that, that was going on, she told me I didn't deserve to, I didn't, I didn't belong in her class. Her class was too, was too, was too, too high for me. I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. Man, I like English. Don't be playing with me. I like English. I can write. I can spell. I can read very well. You know, thank God I like doing that stuff. And, uh, but she told me I couldn't do it, Miss Blackburn. She told me I, I need to go back down to my class. The class I came from. I said, uh-uh. Huh. You don't know what you just did. You just challenged me. Uh, and I like a challenge. You challenged me? Now, I had a choice. I'm going to little rabbit, rabbit trails here. I had a choice between joining the, uh, the military or going to college at that time. Right after high school. I had college degree, uh, degrees. I had some, uh, um, uh, what do we call them? Scholarships uh, that I could have walked into academically. And... Uh, I said, which one's going to be a greater challenge for me? I'm, I'm fine with school. I love school. At that point in my life, I thought it was going to be the military because I'm about a challenge. So I took the military. I thank God because that was still God using his, his, his divine will. My, I didn't know it, you know, at the time. Uh, so anyway, I said, you know what? Mm-mm. If I'd have known the statement back then, I first said, devil is a lie. But I didn't, I didn't really know that statement. <laughs> so I said, you know what? We're going to change this. So, Mina, I stopped working. I said, I'm going to have to sacrifice something. Stop working. I want to give them a basketball because I love my basketball. And uh, uh, so kept doing that. I did that, made the changes, began to take off in that class. Man, had a great time in the class. We got to the end of the year, and she, she said it from her own mouth. And she never encouraged me. I, I never remember her encouraging me to say, you can do it. You know, if you need some help, come see me. I don't remember that. If she said it, I just don't remember it. Uh, well, I don't think she did. But uh, we get to the end of the year. And I done aced her class out. I, 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 I done tore that class up. She said, I, don't, I didn't think you could do it. 
I must admit, I didn't think you could do it. I didn't think you had it in you. She said, but I'm glad that you She didn't encourage me on the way. I don't remember that encouragement. But I'm just saying, so that, that's the person I use as a person to help me reach my destiny. She challenged me to a greater work. See what I'm saying? And th- that's the foundation of something I'm using now in ministry. Though, you know, English is a part of what I'm using. You know, you've got to use that. So it's a tool. So it doesn't matter who you are, who you've dealt with. Some are good experiences. Some are horrible experiences. Some are good seasons where you feel great about it. Some are horrible seasons. You can't wait for it to be over. Some, some places you go, you love being, you know, you might love going to Europe, but then he might send you to, where would you not want to go? Iraq, you're right. He might send you to Europe, you're having a great time. He might send you to Iraq where there's war and, and things going on, Afghanistan where there's war happening. And you're like, oh, hey. But so it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, it's still a place that's affecting your destiny. And then it comes down to decisions. What are you going to do when you're dealing with any of that? Your decisions affect your destiny. Either you reach there, you reach that destiny a lot sooner and on time, or you can delay the time. You can still get there. And here's the thing, even if you've been delaying, God can still accelerate you because he purposed it for you. So you still don't lose, but yet you've got to know at some point I've got to start deciding, making the right decisions that's going to help me get to my purpose and the destiny that I was created for. All right, let's go to the end. Thank you all for your patience. Get to the end. I'm going to give you some examples of people who reached their destiny. Uh, and just give it to you. Moses, uh, did he reach his ultimate destiny? Okay. Uh, <laughs> he got him as far as he was supposed to get them. But the children entered in to the promised land. It would be nice if Moses got to make it in there too. Uh, so he did what God called him to Joseph. One, we already said that, well, uh, Genesis chapter 50 and 20, he says, but as for you, you thought evil against me. He's talking to his family at this point. What they did to him, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is today to save much people alive. That was his death. To save much people alive. And God used all that to get him to his death. And then you see, during the time of Joseph, while they were in Israel, they were blessed. I'm sorry, in Egypt, in Egypt, the children of Israel were blessed. But when he died, then they didn't know, another generation came that didn't know about Joseph and didn't know about the Pharaoh that, that Joseph served under, and things turned, and that's when they went into bondage. But before that, they were blessed and favored and prospered. Wow, he reached his destiny. King David, known as a man after God's own heart, he reached his death. He reached his death. He had some mistakes on the way. Remember, decisions. He had some decisions that affected his death. But thank God he got back on track. Thank God for Psalm 51. Got him back on track. And he reached his destiny. Ruth uh, reached her destiny so that she became in that, in, that, in that lineage. I was talking about in the genealogy of bringing forth Jesus Christ. Do you know that Jesus Christ, if you haven't didn't know that, that Jesus Christ came through the generations and he came through Ruth? Ruth is a part 
of the generation. Wow. Are you serious? The son that they had was next. She and, uh, 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 what's his name? Boaz. Thank you. Boaz and Ruth produced a son, and they named him Obed. Obed was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. When I said somebody counted you out, oh, they said, uh, here comes Samuel to anoint one of the sons as the king of Israel. He goes through all these six boys. And he said, none of them, oh, oh there you go, Devontae, you got it. You heard something you haven't heard. He said, these are not them. Uh-uh. Do you have anyone else? No, man. You know, just that little, that little Schultz fella. Oh, you know, keeping the, keep the sheep. You know, I got this little ruddy uh, young, you know, you know, bring him here. We're not having dinner till, we, till he comes. You know, a man want to eat, you know. Hey, man, kill him, man. And so he brings him in. He sees him immediately. He said, that you are the king of David. The last of the boys anointed as king of Israel. <laughs> Don't count me out. Don't stop counting now. Yes, you get the six, come on. That's number, number seven is on the way. Esther, one of my favorite ones right there. Uh, out of all those many ladies, young ladies that started out with to become the, the, the new king, I mean the new queen, it gets reduced down to Miss Esther because God has a divine favor in life. And his favor, his, his purpose and destiny was not for her to become the queen. That wasn't, that wasn't her purpose. That wasn't her death. God used that as a vehicle. Her destiny is found in, in uh, chapter 4, verse 14. Yeah. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their, uh, in, uh, their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. Here it is right here. And who knoweth whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time Woo! Who could have known that, buddy? If starting out with all them, all them beautiful girls, starting out, who would have known that it was you that God was saying, your destiny is that I'm going to use you to deliver the children of Israel? Who knows if you were born for such a time? Ha! Man, that, 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 that thing, that's why I said, I studied her first. That's the first one. Woo, she got me excited, Miss Noah. Who knows? I said, who knows if I was born into the kingdom for such a time as this? So I've got things to do for God. Man, that excites me like to no end. I'm born. You're born into the kingdom. Jeremiah, we already went over him. John the Baptist. Come on, he's not he. He said, but I'm, I'm here to bear witness to him uh, um, that is coming after me. Peter. Woo! Peter had a defining moment. Uh, uh, Luke chapter 22, verse 31, when Jesus said, hey, Simon, let me tell you something. He went to Simon, so when he used Simon, uh, Peter wasn't hearing right. Because he already named him Peter. But whenever he said Simon, uh, he wasn't in the right frame of mind. He's trying to get him back to his purpose. But he said, Simon, Simon, let me tell you something. Satan desires to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. Come on, he can take you out. You remember Simon? Remember Peter was so bold, right? Always the one to speak up. Always ready to go. Always ready, full of questions. Full of, you know, but Jesus said, come on, because you want to, you know, not because you want to lead, but because you are a leader, he want to come and get you. He wants to take you out. But then, oh, praise God for verse 32. I hold on to this. This is for me. But it said that Jesus said, hey, although he wants to get you, he wants to take you out. 
keep you from your destiny, church? He said, but guess what? I have prayed for you. Woo-wee! If you, if you haven't got, this is something maybe you haven't heard before. Maybe it's something you have not seen before. Jesus said, but I personally have prayed for you. Wow. You think that prayer is going to be answered? I personally have prayed for you. That when you have returned to me. Woo! Whoa! Man, Peter didn't hear it yet. He didn't hear it. He didn't get to say, I'm not going to deny you. Jesus said, yes, you are. You'll deny me three times, man. He said, no, I won't do it. Yes, you will. But he said, it makes no sense. You said it right. It makes no sense that I'm going to deny you. But yes, he did. But Jesus, I prayed for you. And my prayer says that when you are converted, you are going to be the one. Woo-hoo! Oh, can you hear it? You're going to be the one who does what? Strengthens the brethren. Who preached the first sermon when the Holy Spirit was poured out? Hello, Peter! Who was one of the two that went to the temple and they, they performed, God used them to perform the first miracle after the Holy Spirit? Hello, Peter! Peter and John! Hey, there's Peter! Who was it that brought the, brought the gospel to, to the children of Israel? Hello, Peter! He was apostle to the, to the Israelites, to the Jews. But then God had to work on him and say, hey, don't forget the Gentiles. Peter had a purpose, and he fulfilled it. Because he said, you're going to strengthen the brethren. Woo-hoo! Purpose. Destiny. Are you, are you hearing it? Are you getting it? Jesus uh, himself. Uh, uh-huh. We can stay on that forever, but you know Jesus fulfilled it, right? But it's something about his prayers. I'm done, Rob. Uh, something about his prayers. Mm. He prayed for Peter. And it came to pass. Hmm. Uh, so if Jesus is praying, he's praying for people, right? <laughs> Wait a minute. He's praying for folks. You got to look at John chapter 17, boy, and he's not done praying yet. Uh, we, we just got to look there because you got to see something you haven't seen. And you need to hear something you haven't heard because it's going to empower you to go do something that you haven't done. You got to look at it. I said I'm sorry about that because I said I, uh, uh, I'm sorry. So I do apologize. I've because I said it, uh, yet we're going to do it. John 17. You just got to see it. You haven't seen it before. Some of you haven't seen it before. You see it. I didn't see it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let me move down here. I think it's like, where are we? Yeah, buddy. I can't hardly wait to get there. I can't even focus right. All right, where are we? Okay, we'll start with verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Sanctify them. That's us. Set us apart. Come on. The fire Work on our hearts. Clean us up. Come on. Take us from the world. Bring us into the kingdom. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is true. Jesus is talking to the Father. <laughs> As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world, Samuel Pippin. Sent them into the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they may also be might be sanctified through the truth. You don't get sanctified on your own. It's got to be through the truth, the Word of God. Neither pray I for these alone. Jesus praying for his own disciples. I'm not just praying for these 12 right here. 
Neither pray I also for thee, I pray for these alone, but for them. Also, which what? Woo! Also for them which shall believe on me through their word. Ha <laughs> ha. Woo! Jesus established connection. I'm speaking to them. But I'm praying for them that they're hearing these, hearing these words and they're going to be communicators of this word. They're going to be... Woo, others are going to believe because of what they say. Ah, through their word. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, I and I in thee, in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And he's not done yet. He's the end of glory which thou gavest me. I have given that they may be one even as we I don't just pray for these disciples now but I'm praying for disciples that are to come I'm praying for generations of disciples they're going to believe on me through your word Can you, oh what a prayer are you serious we are in 2000 and what? 15. This is about uh 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 33 about 33 uh 33. He's at the end of his close to the end of his ministry. So we're about 33. Wow. 